Welcome to the Field Goals Podcast. I'm Brandon Schultz, and Monday was the first day in the NFL that teams were able to make contact with players ahead of free agency. The new league year starts on Wednesday, so technically any of the deals that were confirmed today aren't actually locked in until then. Here to join me to talk about all the reported moves from the day is John Fraley, Field Goals contributor and co-host of the Tasteful Profanity Podcast. John, welcome to the show. Thanks, Brandon. Did you just say uh, this is all for naught and everything's going to be reversed on Wednesday and all the fun, all the fun we had today is just, uh, that's it. It's it all great. I, I'm saying that, I'm, I'm just saying there could be some changes. I mean, there because there's some crazy stuff that happened today, John, that I think, I feel like Bill O'Brien is going to wake up tomorrow morning and he's going to go, you know, did I, did I trade DeAndre Hopkins to the Cardinals or was that a bad dream? And can I, can I go ahead and make a change on that? I, I feel like I don't really want to do that. Dude, now we know how the rest of the NFC West felt <laughs> when the Seahawks got clowny last year for a bag of Starbucks yeah. and uh, and Jacob Martin. Yeah, it does. It doesn't feel fair. I don't like the fact that DeAndre Hopkins is going to the Cardinals. He's going to be paired up with Larry Fitzgerald, and they get you know the craziest Ugh. thing about this move. And I know I know we're supposed to be doing a Seahawks podcast, but this impacts the Seahawks. I think more than any it of these really other does. moves. And for them to unload. David Johnson and his gosh, I think he was set to make like $10 million. He was supposed yeah. to count against the, the Cardinal salary cap, 16 million. They're able to unload David Johnson. And yet, and, and, and they get Deandre Hopkins by in the, in the, while they do it. Just unloading David Johnson would have been a great move. Yeah. I mean, he was, he was a force three years ago. Oh man. I hate to play in the Cardinals in 2016. Oh, but now, when I, now he's just another running back whose time has come, uh, excuse me, <laughs> whose time is gone, right. as it tends to do for those guys, sadly. Uh, but yeah, DeAndre Hopkins, that guy's got, he's still three years left on his contract. Oh, I know. This is, uh, the NFC West is going to be fun again, but it's going to be fun in the 2013 sort of way, where he just really, every game is a battle more than you really bargained for. John, I remember joking when the Seahawks traded for Jadavian Clowney that, you know, could they have thrown in deandre hopkins just as <laughs> just as part of the trade chip you know could we have could we have paid all of jadevian Clowney's contract for last season and and then just had deandre hopkins as a sweetener and now i i wonder why john schneider couldn't have pulled that off you know really it's all going to get better tomorrow when jared goff gets traded straight up for uh, deshaun watson and uh the entire nsc west is just all these stud quarterbacks and jimmy garoppolo oh there we go <laughs> <laughs> Oh, uh, yes, a little Niner hate. Yep, we got to yep. get it in. We got to get it in. Well, well, there is more 49ers <laughs> news, but let's start off with oh, the biggest. Is. Oh, yes, there is 49ers news to talk about, and we'll get to it. But I let's let's talk okay, off with okay. the, let's let's get on with the big Seahawks news because Jaron Reed, uh, the Seahawks free agent defensive lineman, he is coming back to Seattle, and it's a two year, twenty three million dollar deal. You know, it's kind of uh, it's it's. In the the range of I don't I don't think I feel upset about it, but I don't That's feel fair. all that great about it. It's fair. Yeah, I think this is fair, and I think he's not as good as that nine sack season or ten sack season. I forget a couple of seasons ago, and he's not as he's not going to be as unproductive as he was last year when he missed the first half of the season and didn't really get in. He's somewhere in between those two guys, and I think interior pressure is so valuable if you can get any of it it's okay to overpay for interior pressure. And they may have overpaid for him, but I think it'll still work out. Well, part of the reason why I, I wasn't too upset about it is I saw the Ravens 
when they signed uh, Michael Brockers to a three-year, $30 million deal, former Rams defensive tackle. And I thought, you know, mm-hmm. if a lot of people were looking at Brockers and saying, well, there's a guy that you could go get as a, a, a opposed to Jaron Reed. But I, I think I'd rather just keep Reed in, instead of paying a, a three-year, $30 million deal to Brockers. Yeah, maybe DTs are fungible to a certain extent. But if you have a guy who's been in your system, why not? And pay a guy, pay a guy a couple extra million who you know, rather than the guy that hasn't played for you yet. Sure, I could go for that. I mean, I'd rather just spend all the money on offensive line, but it looks like that's going to be a tough task. There, you would be spending a lot of money on offensive line the way things are going. Let's jump right there because offensive sure. linemen they they made out today. Oh, I mean, they did. Look at Conklin. I thought Conklin got fourteen, uh, fourteen million APY. Right. Yeah. Three year, $42 million. But I think the key with the Conklin deal is that he gets 20 million in his first year. And and it is a shorter deal. I think a lot of teams would have liked more of a long-term deal with Conklin. So he hits free agency at 28. So it, it really worked out well for him. I, it is one of those deals though. You wonder why the Hawks couldn't have been on in on that type of deal. I was reading kind of what uh, Brian over at Hawk Vlogger had to say about that. And he said, you know, maybe one of the things is he could just maybe not have wanted to come to Seattle. Sure. And we, we always forget about that kind of thing. Maybe, maybe either, you know, Schneider didn't really want him or he didn't want to be here. And those are all, I mean, in a vacuum, I'd love to pay a guy who can actually play offensive line 14 million a year for the next two years, because that's probably the single greatest need, in my opinion, on the Seahawks. People talk about pass rush. It's so important. We've got to get pass rush. If we don't keep clowning, what's going to happen? Are we ever going to get to the quarterback? But I feel like protecting Russ is more important to me than putting pressure on the other quarterback. Yeah, and if they are going to protect Russ, uh, like I said, it, it looks like it's going to cost money. Could be like with the Conklin deal. I look at that and I say, okay, that that would have been fine. But if the Hawks would have signed a guy like Eagles tackle Vitai for five years, fifty million, a oh. dude that was a backup for the Eagles. I know uh, uh, Eric Flowers, thirty million over three I, years. Uh, I didn't want either of those guys, but Bulag is still out there, of course. He's still out there. Yeah. And uh, George Fant, George Fant, no longer out there, though. Let's talk about George Fant going to the Jets. Jets, of course, that's the destination of every Seahawks right tackle <laughs> from uh, from James Carpenter uh-huh. to Brendan Giacomini. And now George Fant, they just graduate to become Jets after they leave the Seahawks. And that's when they start to play their best. That's when they start to play their best ball. Yeah. Interesting transition for for Seahawks to, to go to the Jets from here. But yeah, I'm I'm happy for George Fant again. T- $10 million. Me too. He put in some real work. Okay. With, with George Fant being signed and Jaron Reed kind of being signed for about mm-hmm. the same, you saying protecting Russell Wilson's more important. What would you have been hmm. okay with the idea of the Seahawks keeping Fant and letting Reed go? Absolutely. Hmm. Absolutely. You need offensive linemen. He can play both sides and I'm not high on the long-term health of Dwayne Brown. Yeah. I think that he's a problem starting next year. Because he's 30x and it doesn't, it doesn't matter. I'm not going to look it up right now. He's 32 or 33 or 34 and it doesn't matter. It starts with the three. That's bad news. Uh, I would love to have Fant there. But the problem is I don't think George wanted to play right tackle. No. So, I mean, what are you going to do? You're going to make him play right tackle and just, just wait for Dwayne Brown. Well, maybe Dwayne Brown plays three years. I can see why Fant wanted to leave. And he, and Dwayne Brown is 34. He'll be 35 by the start of the Seahawks. <laughs> 2020 season so i am not bullish on him in 2021 
We have breaking news, though. Did you see it? It just came down. Oh, I no, I was so busy looking up Dwayne Brown's age. I, I haven't I seen made, the breaking I gave, news. I gave you work. <laughs> <laughs> now I get to break the news because I gave you an assignment on the air. Awesome. <laughs> um, it's uh, Stefan Diggs to Buffalo. Yes, I did see that. Yeah. Okay. And I know a lot of Seahawks fans were watching that closely because we yes. saw as soon as the Kirk Cousins extension deal came out, you saw uh-huh. you saw Stefan Diggs tweeting that it's time for a new beginning. And uh, a lot of people are trying to call his bluff because, you know, this is also the time for players to quote uh, <laughs> random things and and make it sound as though it's more dramatic than usual. But uh, some people called him on it and he said, no, it's happening. It turns out, yes, Stephon Diggs traded to the Bills. To the Bills? Well, good for them. I'm glad it's not the NFC West. Jeez. Yeah. yeah that, you know, that to <laughs> at the, least it's not the Niners. At least it's not the Niners. Yes. We, <laughs> thankful for that. But uh, other offensive linemen, Eric Flowers, did I mention him going to the yep. Miami Dolphins? Uh, Graham Glasgow, four-year, $44 million contract and interior offensive lineman going to the Broncos. Uh, mm-hmm. So, yeah, big day for offensive linemen. Are we going to draft offensive linemen? Is that how we're going to do it? You know, I, hey, I, are you convinced that we're not going to re-sign Jermaine Effetti? Oh, I knew you wanted to ask me about Effetti. <laughs> I have liked Jermaine Effetti since the start, but I have soured on him in the last half season. Yeah. I really, I really believe strong in that guy. And I was in his camp and I looked at some film and he looked like he knew what he was doing a lot of the times, and like he was turning a corner in 2018. Mm-hmm. And then I don't know what happened in 2019, but he, he may have regressed or he, this coach, too many coaches in his ear. I don't know. He just didn't look as good as he did before. I don't feel like his career trajectory is on the right path for paying him all that money. And when they did not sign him, uh, when they let him play, when they didn't give him his fifth year option. Yep. Then the writing was on the wall clearly at that point. And I think they saw the same sort of thing that maybe I don't think he's peaked, but that perhaps his peak is not going to be worth 14 to $16 million a year. We'll find out what other people think, but I'm, I would prefer at this point that they not pay him, even though if you asked me a year ago, I would have been pay him. It does feel like with a guy like Vitae getting that kind of big money. Well, even an interior guy like Glasgow getting four year, 44 million, that a full-time starter like a Fetty is going to come in higher than yes. this this three-year, $30 million contract that seems like all these offensive linemen or, or an average of 11 or 10 or 11 per that uh, these guys are getting. I, I feel like a Fetty is going to come in higher than that. And then, yeah, you say, well, why didn't you just use the fifth-year option if you're going to ultimately re-sign him? But Yep. He's going to get three or four years. He's going to get $50 million from somebody, 450 maybe 454 456 It's it's crazy, but that's what the market is. If you can play at all on the offensive line, you're going to get paid. Yeah. And like you said, Belaga is still out there. One guy that I was looking at was Rick Wagner, who was let go by the Lions. And then, so that was the weird thing for me. The Lions letting go Rick Wagner after a down season and then bringing in Vitae behind him. That that deal didn't make a whole lot of sense to me. And didn't Wagner end up somebody, somewhere already? Wagner ended up with the, the Packers, which means that Belaga is, is definitely not going to go back to the Packers. All right, well, let's pay for Balaga. I mean, this I'd rather have Balaga and a receiver than keep uh, Jadevian Clowney, if we're oh, being completely honest. Really? Okay. I yeah, people I, people I, think we need Clowney, but I think I think you can draft defensive ends in this draft. I think it's so deep 
in uh, wide receivers that I think you're going to see some defensive ends fall. The defensive end market is really strong in free agency, too. There are a lot mm-hmm. of defensive ends out there. Yeah, like the second tier guys. Yeah, absolutely. Pay for some second tier guy. You won't always you're not always going to get a Ziggy Ansah who just can't quite work his way in. For each one of those, you're going to get another guy like not necessarily Cliff Averill, but another guy who can actually play. So if it if Clowney doesn't happen, I won't be upset. At least they are keeping some of the continuity with Reed. They also are bringing back Brandon Jackson, who is a restricted free agent. Uh, mm-hmm. They gave him a tender. I didn't see if it was a second round tender or an original round tender. Of course, if it's original round, then he was a an undrafted guy, so they yeah. wouldn't get any compensation, but they would only pay him $2 million next year. Um, but, but that keeps some of the continuity on the line. Well, let's just bring back Michael Bennett if we want continuity. Right, there you go. Michael I'm Bennett, uh, Benson Mayo is out there. <laughs> yeah, we don't, need, we don't need Benson Mayo. I feel like Michael Bennett still has a couple of years left. In I do. I, I think Michael Bennett, he would he would be okay. I, I would be fine with him coming back. Uh, another guy who was not going to be out there, Jason Pierre-Paul. He signed with Tampa Bay on a two-year That's $27 right. million dollar deal. So he's one of those guys that I think people are looking at as, as potential options at defensive end. But th- there's still a lot of guys out there. This is such a great day for football today. This is, and we needed, you know what? We just really, really, I'm not going to use any profanity, even though untasteful profanity on Beast Pode. Yeah. I'd have probably dropped a few F-bombs by now. <laughs> the, we really needed today. Yeah. It's been a tough week. It's been a tough couple weeks. People are going, people are going through some stuff. And to think about football today was great. It was. It, it was a nice distraction, especially, you know, with the news that now now we can't even gather in groups of right. 10 or more. And yeah, that uh, I, I'm glad they kept it where it was, because, yes, it's it's been a nice distraction. Watching my Twitter feed, I've I've been I, I mean, I've been hung up on it almost all day long. And yes, it's, and it's been all football. Yes, it's been great. I mean, tomorrow we can talk about the dumb stuff again. Uh, let's can, can we just get <laughs> let's have a whole week of football and then and then we can get back that. You know, virus stuff that'll that'll be here a week from now. We can we can get back to it then. Okay, That's, it's a deal. Although I cannot hold to that deal at all. I'll be tweeting tomorrow again about virus stuff. So, but ho- but hopefully about Brian Belaga as well. Yes, I mean, come on. Lots of other news. I mean, there could be more breaking news as as we're going as we speak. So let's take a break. Uh, mm-hmm. I think I have some important information about Jermaine Effetti. I, I've been holding and I'm going to wait for it. A, a nice, a nice little tease Ooh. until coming Ooh. up after the break. Ooh, it's well done. Back from the break, talking to John Fraley of Field Goals and co-host of the Tasteful Profanity podcast. I teased it for the break. Uh, some important information about Jermaine Effetti. He has still not been signed. He's he's still out and available as of Monday evening. So uh, it's everything that we've said about him to this point. It still stands. <laughs> that was your big tease. That, that was the big tease. I, I, I hope I didn't disappoint you. <laughs> no, not at all. Okay. I, mean, uh, I think more people would have been disappointed if you had said that he's resigning. I think he's a guy. He's such a lightning rod. I mean, people do not like him here anymore. And that's too bad. Because he really could have been, he really could have been a fan favorite. I'm trying to think of the number. I, I was having a hard time. I uh, did a show with Ross Bell yesterday and was having a hard time coming up with that number. If it were a number that I don't know, seven or eight million dollars a year, uh, and it turned out that it was that amount per year to keep a Fetty, I, I think I would be okay with it. 
Yeah, but that's so unrealistic, right? I know I mean, it's unrealistic. I don't, I, don't, <laughs> I don't want to say mean things to you on your podcast, but come on, man. <laughs> I, I understand it's unrealistic. I'm just trying to come up with a number that I could be okay with, John. Yeah, I know. I think uh, I'm. there's no number that I think would have satisfied about half of the fandom out there. No, I, be, and he even he that. He could be paying to be a Seahawk and people would still be angry at him. Yes, I, I realize <laughs> even putting a number out there, people are going to go, you know, Brandon, that's too high. I, I would yeah, not be okay any with number. that. Nope. So, uh, so yeah, this has been a great day, though. Man, is there the Niners? Do we do we want to talk about the Niners or what? Do you well, want, uh, want to get to a that? couple other uh, Seahawks transactions. Yes, yes, yes. Go for uh, it. Restricted free agents. They tendered uh, uh, David Moore. They that pays him upwards of two million. He gets an original round tender because he was a seventh rounder. Joey Hunt, a sixth rounder. He was uh, a restricted free agent. I think original round tender on him too. Jacob Hollister. Jacob Hollister gets a second round tender, which puts him upwards of $3 million a year. Good good for him. I really am not high on either Moore or Hollister. I think the Seahawks would be fine without either. Uh, and I sort of kind of want somebody to come in and get them. Although nobody can ever take away the Hollister game winning touchdown last year. That's true. Yeah, the the Tampa Bay. And nobody can ever take away the uh, fourth down uh, heave to David Moore uh, in Carolina. Yeah. Uh, was that a, already two seasons? Was that that was in 2019? Was it that was 2018? Yeah, was David Moore? Did he catch the ball in Philly? Uh, the oh, the yes. flea flicker. Okay, yep. Yeah. He has a couple of really big clutch catches, but I do. I just don't think they'll miss him. Oh no! It wasn't Moore can, on the flea flicker. Play. That was was it Moore or was it? Um, <laughs> Too many big plays. To I know dude. David Moore's made so many big plays. I was thinking of Turner, Malik Turner. It is Malik Turner. You're absolutely right on that. Where he splits the defense? Yes. Down the middle? Okay. So how come we haven't paid Malik Turner yet? I hear people who need more snaps. We're talking about receivers, Malik Turner and John Rasua. Big John Rasua believer. Shout out to Nick. Hi, Nick. (laughs) But John Rasua, I think, criminally underused last year. Yeah. And if David Moore leaves and it means more snaps for that guy, even though he's 30, even though he's older than Dwayne Brown, (laughs) <laughs> which is a, a funny joke, then then come on, let's get him on the field. John Ursua will now have the ability to pass George Fant on uh, career uh, receptions for the Seahawks. <laughs> oh, they're tied at one apiece, aren't they? <laughs> He's going to make it oh, now. Tied I, be- with, I believe in you, tied, John Ursua. Tied with Gary Gilliam. Yep, tied with Gary Gilliam. That's true. For career catches. Although never, but nobody's <laughs> going to pass in terms of impact that Gary Gilliam reception. Right. That play, I had my head down. I never, I didn't see the play. I had my head down because I was so distraught that they were kicking the field goal. Uh-huh. <laughs> I was like, this field goal does you no good, Pete. What are you doing? You have to go for it here. Well, it turns out he kind of went for it. Kind of went for it, yeah. One of the most amazing faces from John Ryan on that uh, <laughs> NFC Championship gameplay. Oh, let's bring John Ryan. No, we can't do that because Michael Dixon. Yeah. Maybe we could have two punchers. Ooh. Or hey, we can bring back former players as coaches. Aaron Curry's on the on the team as a full time defensive assistant. Now bring back John Ryan as a special teams coach. I, I listen to me, not argue with you. Yeah, exactly. There we go. Okay, <laughs> let's move. Let's move on to this 49ers news. I've, I've been holding on to this <sighs> because yes. the the 49ers. It was an interesting day for them because they were part of a big signing and also part of a big trade. They re-sign Eric Armstead, five years, $85 million. And a lot of people looking at that move and knowing that they have to pay George Kittle coming up. They have to pay DeForest Buckner. 
Turns out they don't have to pay DeForest Buckner because they trade him to the Colts in exchange for their number 13 overall pick. The Colts end up uh, inking DeForest Buckner to a deal of upwards of $21 million, just a shade under what uh, Aaron, Donald. Uh, Aaron, Aaron Donald makes for the Rams. Yeah. I'm just finishing your sentence for you. I, I appreciate it. I, it, it, <laughs> it can be a struggle for me sometimes. <laughs> I hate to say this, but I love what the Niners did for them. They just, they made out. I Here's the thing. You're going to have to pay one of the two, either Armstead or Buckner. Uh-huh. You're not going to pay them both. Right. So what did you do? You paid one of them and you got the number 13 overall with the other. And since you weren't going to be able to pay them both anyway, it feels to me like that 13 pick is just gravy on top of any sort of move they could make. Like I thought maybe they might get a second as well, mm-hmm. but no, they got a 13. That was, and the Colts can afford it. They have all this space and they have plenty of draft picks. But if there's one thing that the Niners needed, it was a high draft pick and the ability to pay other players. Well, they killed lots of birds with just one stone. I just hate everything that John Lynch has done because it's so good. And that is an under, he's an underrated GM, I think, even though didn't he win GM of the year this year or something? He may have. I think it was yeah, his runner-up prize to not making the Hall of Fame this year, <laughs> it was right? His runner-up prize to losing the Super Bowl too. Yeah, that, that too, yeah. <laughs> Which I'm okay with, but uh, that was fine. That's all right. Yeah, I, I do. For the move for them, obviously Buckner is the better player between the two, and Armstead just had one good year this year and doing it on a line with Bosa and Buckner, but. They're able now with that 13th pick, if they decide to use that on another interior defensive lineman, they could do they could get a really nice draft pick with that number 13 pick overall. And a guy they're not paying 21 million to. Exactly. Or they could trade back and get a receiver, yep. or they also have the the pick at the end of the first round that they can yep. use too. So now they have, you know, whereas they were going into this draft a lot like how the Seahawks were going into the draft last year with just a few picks and not a whole lot to work with. Now they yeah. have a lot more to work with or where they can trade back and accumulate picks. And so it it does make a lot of sense for them. Yeah, I just think I just think they, they did great. I'm really pleased that they didn't get Diggs. Yes. Or Hopkins. Oh, could you imagine? I know. I'm having a hard enough time with Hopkins <laughs> just in the division as it is. Mm-hmm. The, the good news is the Rams are now the worst team in the NFC West. Oh, you've been reading my tweets. Thank you. I, I'm going to say this right now on the air. They finish fourth in the NFC West next year. I said this early, earlier today. Yeah, you don't want to argue with me, do you? No, I don't. I, I think the only argument is that maybe the Cardinals and Rams tie for, for last. But uh, see, The Seahawks could finish fourth. I mean, they're not going to. That's, that's just stupid. I mean, if, I guess if you're saying that Russell Wilson's going to get hurt in week right. two, that's, then I think the that that's a bad bet to make. I, and I don't like the karma that you're throwing out. <laughs> <laughs> we've already seen what happens when Russ gets hurt in week two. They win the division. <laughs> that's true. That's 20, yeah, they have that's a good track record. Yeah, good track record of that. <laughs> I'm not saying that we... Yeah, let's just end this conversation right now. That's enough. Yes, uh, let's move on. Uh, I think I think the Rams are in a world of hurt. I think Jared Goff, speaking of players who peaked, he's also peaked. I think Sean McVay's offense has not been figured out, but it certainly has been neutralized. I, I'm afraid that their offensive line is way too old now. Mm-hmm. I, they'll miss Brockers. Uh, I'm not sold on their secondary. Uh, I think they might be looking at seven and nine, dude. 
I know part of, part of that's wishful thinking, but I think they might be. I just want it to be worse. Yeah, and I'm surprised <laughs> that Bill O'Brien didn't make a trade for the the, the Rams running back. <gasps> oh, that could still happen, couldn't it? <laughs> I mean, I, I feel like they're kind of loaded. I, I don't know if they need both Chad uh, Gurley and Johnson in the backfield. <laughs> well, it's like a Carson Penny situation, you know. You don't know. You don't. There's no way to know what's going on in Bill O'Brien's mind. Poor Bill O'Brien. Oh my goodness, that guy has taken so much crap today. Uh, deservedly so. I know. I'm not. I say poor, but I guess <laughs> that's his own fault. Well, other Seahawks, other former Seahawks on the move. It uh, looks mm-hmm. like Jimmy Graham going to the Chicago Ooh. Bears. Two years, yes. sixteen million dollar deal. His tour of the NFC continues. Yeah. And another, I think it's $9 million guaranteed. So gosh, he is just, that's really impressive for him. Good for him. Yeah. He can make, if he make it, makes it to the NFC East in a couple of years, he'll have done all the divisions in the NFC. So good for him. Some other big news around the NFL, Kirk Cousins. I mentioned him, the, he yep. got the biggest deal of the day, two years, 66 million overall, three years, $96 million, 61 million guaranteed at signing. Is Kirk Cousins about the tenth best quarterback in the league? I mean, Gosh. that's about that's about right place in. for a guy who might be okay to get you into the playoffs. Well, I don't know. Tenth best. I'm sort of being complimentary to him there. I think tenth best. You probably pay that guy thirty to thirty three million a year now. That's just kind of the market for someone who's good enough to be that. I mean, if Jared Goff is the 16th <laughs> or 17th best, I mean, I, I suppose paying more for Kirk Cousins makes sense. <laughs> now you're being generous to Goff. No, he probably is. Goff is probably right in that, uh, right at the top of that third tier. Yeah. I, I didn't want you to challenge me and say name 20 <laughs> quarterbacks better than Jared Goff. So I, I boosted him up to 16 or 17. Oh, let's see. The bears are still looking for a quarterback. They could have, uh, might have Teddy Bridgewater land there. Yeah, the the Las Vegas Raiders have two now with oh, Derek Carr yes. and Marcus Mariota also coming to Vegas. Uh, I'm not high on Mariota, but you know that somebody is going to pop. Not exactly like Ryan Tannehill, but there's you know there's some guys who are just kind of late bloomers. They need five or six years in the league, like Alex Smith, for example, sure. before they actually can do anything. And it turns out that Tannehill was maybe that guy this year. So who knows? It could be Mariota any season or two. Still no Brady news though. So does Tom? Does, do the Raiders go all out and go Carr, Brady, Mariota, and just have like an amazing <laughs> competition of three quarterbacks? They'd probably trade Carr at that point, wouldn't they? Yeah, that 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 would probably be the move. I bet he'd mm-hmm. be awesome in New England. <laughs> Deshaun Watson to New England, really? If we're being honest, <laughs> <laughs> for for a fifth Sorry. round pick from the Patriots, probably. <laughs> Oh, I, that's another thing that should not be put into the universe. No, no, we don't want that. We do not want Deshaun Watson going to I, going to the Patriots. I wonder about Tom Brady. I wonder. I mean, he's not going to like retire, is he? Right? No. He doesn't seem. He doesn't seem like he's the retiring type. But he is forty. I'm going to. Why don't you look up his age too? I'm just kidding. He is like forty three or forty four. That much I know. I think he's. So, he might be forty two right now and forty three by the start of the yeah. season. But yeah, he's. Yeah, but, does he go back to New England? Like, I feel like it's like 75% at this point that he does, right? We have the Titans. They they brought back Tannehill. Vegas has a quarterback. Unless he goes to the Chargers, maybe? He's not going to the Bears, right? I wouldn't think so. I don't know. Uh, see, there's not there's not a lot of destinations. Colts, left, maybe? I could maybe? I could maybe see him with the Colts. 
Is uh, Fitzpatrick signed long-term with the Dolphins? <laughs> <laughs> well, the I Dolphins, are they going to have any money left to spend after they, they signed Eric Flowers not. and they signed uh, the, the two, free agent? Two cornerbacks. Two cornerbacks and one of them, Byron Jones, to oh, a five-year, yes. $82.5 million deal, $57 million guaranteed, $40 million in the first two years. I know. Well, good. First of all, good for Byron Jones. Good chicken. Yes. But that's a lot of money for a non quarterback. That's partially why I don't really want to pay Clowney $22 million. But that's a different story again. I don't want to come back to that for a third time. <laughs> I, I, you've, you've made your point clear, John. I, exactly. I'm done. <laughs> Shh, quiet. Shh. That's just a self shush. <laughs> What else? It's been a great day. I just can't. I can't stop saying that. It's it's been a big day. The the other piece of news that I had down to talk about, uh, the other th- big trade of the day, and I don't even know if it's that big, but Atlanta got uh, the tight end from Baltimore, Hayden Hurst, a fourth round pick, and Baltimore gets uh, the a second round pick and the a fifth round pick. And they got Calais Campbell. Let's talk about our Ravens for oh. a second here. They really cleaned up. <laughs> they. To add, uh, they essentially traded Hurst for Campbell as far as personnel is concerned. And, and they uh, got a second rounder instead of a fourth rounder right. in the mix. That's a good day of GMing. Yeah, Calais Campbell, that one that one hurt a little bit. I would have loved to see him as a Seahawk. Oh, he was like one of my top three targets. I'm not going to Google his age, but I think I think Campbell's 34, maybe 35. <laughs> it starts with the three, so that's <laughs> bad news. But uh, Shaq Lawson was another guy I could have really used on the Seahawks. Instead, they they opt to bring back Jaron Reed. So with, I think, a, a deal that was less than either of those two guys. Yeah. The more I think about the Reed deal, the more I think it's, it's better than fair. I think it's, I think it's good for the Seahawks. And good for Reed. I mean, he's going to go back to the market in two years. And, you know, even could renegotiate with one year left on his deal next offseason. Yep. If he has a monster year, I'm sure they'll extend him. No, wait, let me take back the I'm sure nobody should ever say I'm sure about anything Seahawks related. (laughs) That's that's a fair point, too. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we will be watching on Tuesday now to see what else drops in terms of news. I I was glad that we got the read news out of the way. It felt like I know a lot of people are waiting around Mm -hmm. just for something to happen for the Seahawks. And they're known for not going in on any of the big names (laughs) because You know, as we go down the list of these these teams, John, that that paid big money for for guys that are free agents outside of the Ravens and Brockers. I mean, a lot of these teams aren't good. I mean, Miami, Byron Jones, not good. Uh, the Broncos uh, with Glasgow, they're not a good team. And the Lions with Vitae, you know, another team that's not good. Jack Conklin going to the Browns. The Browns aren't good. That's what you have to do when you're a bad team. It's true. You got to overpay for free agents. This is one thing we forget about the Seahawks. They don't really tend to overpay for free agents because they're never bad. They they don't have to. So, so now that free agency goes on, we'll we'll start to see if more deals happen. The clowny news. I I'm thinking that's going to be a Wednesday news item. Once they're going to wait until free agency actually opens, start of the new league year. I think that's when we're going to see that announcement. Okay. And what you have a prediction on it? I do think he's going to say, I, I think that they get wow. county for 21 and a half average. I don't hate it at 21 and a half. Here's what I hope. If they're going to keep him, I hope it's because he really likes the culture mm-hmm. and they run something like a five, 100. That's really, really easy to 
move on from after three years. Yeah. With the injury concerns. Exactly. So if they do it that way and the contract looks better than it is, and there's a really, there's a decent out soon enough, I think you might be able, I think you might be able to finesse a deal in that range, but to pay him 24, 25 million. No, thank you. As long as they still have enough left over to go after another one of those defensive ends that are out there, you know, like a Michael Bennett type or uh, yeah. you know, any of those guys that are, you know, potential, you know, on the upper end of or lower end of thirties, let's say that, and, and still have a couple more good years left in them. Or a freaking draft a defensive end in the first round who's going to do something in this rookie year. Stay put in the first round, draft a defensive end, and, and yeah, don't mess around with moving back. You know, this is an unrealistic ask. I, I'm sorry. <laughs> I apologize to you. I know it won't happen. John Fraley of the Tasteful Profanity podcast at Field Goals as well. John, you got anything coming up on the horizon? <sighs> The uh, the pod is uh, on some something of a break because we just put out a ton of episodes and uh, you would think it since we're kind of self quarantining we'd have all this time to put up some podcasts but uh, I'm also I'm going to do a little uh, I'm going to do a little writing on some uh, quarterback situations uh, here on field goals here pretty soon and I'll tease that when that comes out all right I I'm just really the whole Tannehill story just really has me thinking about quarterbacks again. Mm. Mm-hmm. And they're kind of important. I don't know if you've noticed. They are. Yep. Oh, some other news just coming across. As, as <laughs> yes, we're getting on it. out of here. It's not Seahawks news, but it's it's a big deal. Five years, one hundred million dollars for wide receiver Amari Cooper staying in Dallas. <sighs> Is he staying in Dallas? Staying oh, in Dallas. Dallas. Gonna be so happy. All right, good. Along with Dak oh, Prescott, yes. they're able to they're... keep Prescott and Elliott and their wide receiver. Well, wide receivers matter. <laughs> they do. They do. They can. They can. They can help. Fortunately, the Seahawks have two good ones with Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf. Some other time, let's talk about DK. Okay. Okay. Let's do it. <laughs> Something to tease on the way out. John David Fraley, thanks for joining the show. Follow him on Twitter at John David Fraley, and we will be back and talking more Seahawks free agency through the coming week. Until then, go Hawks. Go Hawks. <laughs>